The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm the CEO and a co-founder of Upmarket Media, a real estate media company based in Southern California. Mark Corcoran sitting across from me. What a great day this is always when we can, Mark and I can sit down and talk. Mark, the COO, another co-founder of Upmarket Media. We don't have producer Chelsea in house today. She's producing from afar, but she produced this episode pretty hard. So shout out to Chelsea. Um, and so Mark, today we are going to talk about employees. We are. We are going to talk about employees because that is one of the things that if you are going to scale your business, you need to have people working with you. There, if That's kind of the definition of scaling. You yeah. can't scale if you don't have people working with you. So before we merged a year and a half ago, Mark, you, we... Two Fish Digital, our old company, had an employee. You didn't. What was the thing that always held you back from actually having an employee? Because you were a pretty busy solo photographer. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was as busy as I could be. And I, you know, we've talked about before that I was kind of reaching that ceiling myself and I'd maybe been there for a year or so. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, I don't want any, I can't take any more people. When right. the phone rings, I'm like, you know, call someone else almost because I'm, I'm maxed out. So I was at a ceiling, but I still hadn't taken that next step to figuring out how to scale, how to hire someone, how to contract, whatever right. it was. And but why? looking back now, I, I think a lot of it was kind of fear-based around bringing on somebody just because of my own kind of story through the business. Oh, Because I, I started uh -huh. with like working with a national company that, you know, it was called OBO. There's <laughs> the other one, there's, there's <laughs> a few of them, but I don't know how big they are, if they're even still around, but uh -huh. they came into the market into Ventura when I was kind of between jobs. This is when I first started out 10, mm -hmm. 12 years ago. And I started working for them and I, you know, I basically built the business locally for them in Ventura by, by myself. I was their only shooter. Uh huh. And you were just shooting, were you doing like, you know, outreach and stuff for them? Not really outreach. They handled the marketing uh -huh. side of it. They were doing broker presentations and kind of trying to push the product and they would send me clients. But most of the clients came to me through their company, through referrals, because I did mm -hmm. a great job for someone and it just kind of spread okay. through my work and through, right. you know, just being me. And yes. then just, yes. you know, yeah, I know. people just wanted to yeah. continue to work with me yeah, and they no, spread you, me around their offices. Exactly. No, it's a, you're a good person to work with. Yeah. And so I started working for this company and I'm like, you know, you know, the pay wasn't great. The percentages weren't great. Right. I'm like, that was a job for me at the but time. You, were you an independent contractor or were you an employee? So yeah, that's, I don't know how they had it set up you know, uh -huh. how they would legally did it, but I was a 1099 contractor. Okay. So I guess, so I guess their take was, was like, they were a virtual tour company and they were hiring me to do the photography. So I basically built up to where I was, you know, almost full time doing it for them uh -huh. locally. Um, and then they had a management change and they started changing their systems throughout Southern California. And I knew a few of the other photographers in different regions. Mm -hmm. And it, it just got to the point where we were all kind of talking the right. photographers were talking like, well, is this working out? Does this make sense to you? And it didn't make sense to me. And they just kind of fell apart regionally. And then it was just like at the point where I'm like, all right, if I'm going to continue to do this, then all these clients know me. They want to work with me. Right. They didn't really care about the name right. of the company. So I just kind of, you know, let everyone know that I'm leaving this company. 
but I'm still doing real estate photography mm-hmm. by myself. And mm-hmm. then it ended up. So you poached all their clients. Basically, they're yeah. like, they had the choice right. to either choose to stay with Obio, who had no other photographers locally. Right. And no, they didn't know the manager. Wow. They had no other face. I oh. was the face of right. basically that mm-hmm. photography aspect of it. Oh. And then that's kind of oh. how I started Upmarket Photo. Wow. I, I didn't know that our business was built on such a shady foundation. <laughs> I guess you could call it. I don't feel like it was shady, but I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you say, yeah, oh, you have the accent, you have that genial mm-hmm. personality, but no, nope, he'll stick that knife in your back when yeah. you're, when you least expect no, it. And it wasn't, you know, it didn't play out like that at no, all because no, they kind of just fell apart. Literally. They were just like, right. You know, people were trying to yeah. contact the management and there's like nobody there. And they were, it was yeah. just like, so well, anyway, all then, these clients yeah, were, right. you know, loyal yeah. to me right. and wanted so to the, continue the, working with right. you. And they're like, well, whatever the, you're doing, Mark, we want to use you. We don't care right. about the company. Right. And that's the large, the larger point is that mm-hmm. that's how you started your company. So right. you were worried about the, someone doing yeah. the same thing to that's you. That's the fear in my head of like, well, right. why am I going to go hire someone to, you know, right. train my competition to like poach all my clients in a couple of years. So I guess that was a, a limiting factor or a limiting belief for me right? as to why. And plus the fact that, you know, it's not, super easy to go hire someone and find someone. It's when you're already right. busy, it just feels like, oh, it's just something else to do. So I was just kind of, that was my point where I was just like, man. And then you came along and I was like, right. Processing our conversations and like, well, if we came together and this and that, then that felt like a better, right. A better solution than me trying to figure it all out by myself. So. Right. So I, and I do think that is the, that is something that happens is that people do have a fear, uh, you know, of, of people stealing your business, right? You're going to, sure. you're going to let them in, give them the keys to the kingdom and they're mm-hmm. going to turn around and screw you. And, yeah. and I've heard other of that happening to other people. <clears throat> and, but ultimately that's a risk that you have to take. Yeah. If you're going to scale. Mm-hmm. And I think there's ways that you can go about having employees work for you that you can mitigate those risks. Right. And I know everyone wants people to sign an NDA or, or not an NDA, but a non, uh, non-compete mm-hmm. agreement, which in California, they're invalid. Yeah, good luck they're probably that. invalid anywhere. I mean, it's, it, it just doesn't seem like something that's enforceable, but you know, we, but I think there are things you can do when you bring employees on to kind of mitigate that that fear that someone is going to go out and poach all your clients. And, 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 and I think it runs the gamut from if you have someone shooting for you, they don't necessarily know all your backend mm-hmm. systems and how everything works and how yeah. the scheduling works. And that's something and we delivery. talked about, right? Like bringing on an admin who knows this part of the business, bringing on a shooter who knows this part of the yeah. business. It's yeah. like, you know, so everyone kind of eventually figures things out, I guess, but you kind of, yeah. Try to partition things a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And not, and, and, and I guess it's protection, but it's also just of like saying, Hey, we're going to have all these roles that everyone that is actually more efficient for us. If everyone doesn't know every aspect of the business, cause that's so much training. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the byproduct of that is that then, yeah, it makes it harder for them to go out and, and start their own, their own business. And, and, you know, hopefully we've, we've also built up a company that, that offers enough to our clients that, why would they switch over? Yeah. And, and so, the, and that's the thing is, and I think as long as we, as the owners of the company, or if we grow bigger and we just have managers or whatever, that they're, they, that's still a point of contact for the client where mm-hmm. they're not just like, Oh, this employee always shoots for me and I have this great relationship with them. And then when that employee says, well, I'm going to start my own business, that they're going to be loyal to that employee. You want to have the loyalty. Yeah. That to me is a big part of it is like, how are we positioning ourselves as upmarket media in the client's eye? And it'll be like, you know, there's just so much value that we offer in all these array of services and, Mm -hmm. and the fact that we're, 
providing all of this equipment to employees too, right, like for them right. to go out on their own is a fairly big investment and well, some yeah. different products. And, and, and I think from a less defensive position, cause that, that, that all feels very defensive to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and like, like we're trying to like keep our employees down. But I also think what the, one of the things that you want to do is incentivize your employees to want to stay with you. Right. Yeah. Is that create a work environment that is pleasant, a work environment that where they feel valued exactly. and, and where they're paid fairly. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I think we're still working on, on all of those things, you know, and we can always be better in all those aspects, but that, that, that I think that if you actually show your employees respect and you're not just managing from afar and mm -hmm. they feel like just a, a corporate, you know, a number in a corporation, right. you know, the, <laughs> your employees are going to also have loyalty to you. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I think it would be, I think it, at this point it would be hard for any of our employees to strike out on their own and feel like they're stabbing us in the back. Right. Like I feel like mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't want to do that. So, right. Yeah, and it's like we're creating that environment for them. Hopefully. And I just totally lost my train. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, well, you know, that happens it happens to me more than it happens to you. Uh, okay, but so you we get to that point that we are deciding we're going to hire an employee. What you know, what do we have to think about? What I mean, I guess the first thing and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but um is are, you know, are you going to have employees or are you going to have independent contractors? I mean, that's the big one. And, and, mm -hmm. and I think we talked about this in like the first or second episode. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to a longer, I don't even know if it was long, but where in California, it just really seemed like if you are having someone go out and do the, the uh, perform the functions of the, of your core yeah, of your business, something that's the main core of your business, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, that they can't be independent contractors. Right. They have to be an employee. And it's, it's relatively new. There's what they call the ABC law in California, mm -hmm. right? And you have to, you have to do A and B and C and B I think is like where it's like, if they're performing a core function, then you have to consider them an employee. And it's, you know, I yeah. think even without that, it was difficult in California, but now mm -hmm. it just kind of solidifies it. Right. So, I mean, and that was just one of the reasons that made sense for us, right? There's many more. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, but, but regardless for your business, for our audience, I mean, you will just have to make that decision and whatever, mm -hmm. work, whatever you think works for you. And, um, you know, but it, it is something that you want to th really think about and really read up on and, and kind of get some advice from people who actually know. Yeah. At, at the state level, whatever you're operating in, right? Because. Right. You know, you want to be setting yourself up, not just for one contractor that can help you with a couple shoots. If you're really looking to scale, then your admin's probably not going to be a contractor and your editor, you know, all this other stuff. So, right, 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 yeah. right. So, so you make that decision. You say, okay. And for, I guess for the sake of, of, uh, argument or the sake of this episode, we'll just assume that you're going to have an employee and that's mm -hmm. because that's basically our experience with it. Um, so how do you find an employee? And, and so the case study for two fish digital, our old company was that when we merged with Mark, we did have an employee. We had, you know, Dustin and he'd been working with us for uh, a couple of years or a year and a half, something like mm -hmm. that. And, um, how did we find Dustin? Well, it, it was just within our circle. It was actually, he is the stepson of one of our clients and his dad, uh, approached Liz, um, my wife, uh, another co-owner of the company, um, at a holiday party and said, mm -hmm. Hey, <laughs> you know, my, my son's pretty great. He's into, you know, he, he knows video, he knows photography, you know, are you guys looking for, for, um, you know, someone to work with you? And, and we in fact were, but we yeah. didn't really, but at that time we had not really known how to, how to, how to find an employee, even though I, 
obviously you can always just post a job listing, but for some reason we were very wary of that and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we'll find someone through a college or maybe we'll, and, and we didn't really know what we wanted. Was it going to be a part-time employee? Was it going to be So you were employee? kind of actively, or at least you had talked about looking we had for someone. We talked about looking for somebody and mm-hmm. we had, I kind of, I think, and in fact, I had, we had almost hired somebody and we had, I had kind of trained her on some photos and stuff. And then I was about ready to send her out on a shoot on her own. And then she was like, no, I'm going to take this other job. It's oh, more, more steady. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things we, we couldn't offer to say, Hey, you're going to get 30 hours a week or you're going to mm-hmm. get X amount of dollars. Cause that's, you know, at that, at that moment too, you know, our, the real estate photography can be seasonal. It can be all, you know, and, and our business wasn't on as solid footing five years ago, four or five years ago sure. as, as it is now. So it was a little harder to kind of, um, make those commitments and we were just kind of making it up as we go. Mm-hmm. So we, we knew that we wanted to have an employee. And so Dustin kind of fell in our lap. So he, you know, he, the next day he emailed and. Did he send you over a reel or what did he send you? Like a. No. 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 Oh. He just, I think he called me and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, uh, yeah, my dad talked to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, come on in and let's, let's talk. And so he uh-huh. just came into, we had a little office space at the time, uh, like kind of co-work space. He came in and we just had a conversation and I don't think I even looked at his stuff. Wow. Like, I, I think he. I mean, maybe I did. I don't know, but he hadn't done real estate. So it wasn't, okay. and I knew he had a film degree and was proficient in cameras. I mean, mm-hmm. at a certain point you're like, well, okay, I trust you. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, set a point of camera at something. And yeah. yeah. Can it? you, yeah. you can properly expose video. Great. Cause I was going to have to teach him everything anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point, right? I mean, everyone we've kind of hired with, you know, you end up training him through your funnel anyway. So it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. I think is if the, uh, the question for me is like, do you know what enough stop is? Okay, great. You're hired. <laughs> yeah. You know enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then we, we made the decision to hire him and then, and that was a giant learning process in itself of what do you need to do to actually have an employee? Uh, you know, how, how are you running payroll, which, yeah. uh, Gusto will link the code. Oof. If you want Gusto, so great. Uh, use our code. You get like a hundred dollar uh, Visa gift card. Uh, we've talked about it on many episodes. Um, but you know, you have to set all that stuff up. And, and I think, I don't even know if we were a corporation at that point, we might've still been a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember it. Like, and that's not really the point of this episode, but so we had a conversation with Dustin and then I said, well, why don't you just come out and see what it's all about? And yeah. he just started coming out on some so he shoots with me. kind of shadowed you for a bit? Kind of sh- yeah, shadowed me. And I and mm-hmm. he didn't have much of a photo background, so I really had to teach him on the photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you know, the video he picked up right away um, and then, you know, made, and he's a better shooter than me. I was, I'm not, I'm not like a trained video shooter. Yeah. So um, he was very quickly, you know, I was using, uh, for all the motion shots inside, I was just using a slider and then he just oh, pretty much right. went quickly to, you know, using the the gimbal and yeah, I think um, when I the first drone. met him or talked to him, he was doing kind of a combo, and then yeah. I was like, ah, oh, you know what, the gimbal's just so much easier. Let's yeah. just keep it on one thing. And- yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. no, it's 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 great. So and and he just practiced enough on it that he he got really good at it, and and so then uh, that worked for us. Mm-hmm. So it was just a guy in our town, lived with his parents at the time. And yeah, I mean, know. I find that interesting that that you kind of had that initial experience of training or at least speaking with that other photographer mm-hmm. and then it all fell apart and that yeah. could, 
that wasn't a hurdle enough for you to be like, ah, oh, this forget it, just screw this. Is not this is too well, much work. But I, thing, but right? I need, well, yeah, but I, we needed somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was either that or I don't. I don't even know what the alternative was. Right, right. Just, you can only raise your prices so many times. You can only do so many things. Right to well, mitigate. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and 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 so we knew we knew we needed someone, and I think you know Liz was very very much like you need somebody, you need somebody, and mm-hmm. as, and, and I think when you know, basically it's, you're working too much. You need somebody or else this is not going to go well yeah. at home, you know? And that's, sure. and that's true. Cause you're like, that's, that's, you know, part of the point of all of this of scaling, mm-hmm. right. Is like having a better work-life balance. And, and yeah, if you're was, burning the candle at both ends and there's yeah. not enough hours in a day and you have a family or you yeah. just have hobbies or whatever yeah. it is, it's just like, there's not enough room yeah. for everything. So it was very clear we needed one. So, uh, we had Dustin come on and then, mm-hmm. and it's been not without it. It's, you know, hurdles, but I think any of the hurdles have been pretty minor. I mean, Dustin's a great guy and, you know, he's done a really good job and, you know, there's a few hiccups here and there and there's like, Oh, you could be a little better at this or, you know, sure. but, but overall he's fantastic. Right. Yeah. I mean, his product he's putting out is great. Clients yeah. love it. Yeah. He's always so, shows up on time and he's, yeah, he's, most of the time. <laughs> 90%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is good. You know, which is good. No. Yeah. Uh, and no, to me, you know. it was like, you know, when we talked about merging that to me, it was like, Oh, they've already like kind of come across some of these hurdles. So for me, that was like, Oh, well, that Right. There's a pathway to scale. Right. So that was our story on how we got an employee. And, and I think that's probably how it happens for most people with the first mm-hmm. employee. You're asking around, hey, who, who do you, you know, who, who do you know? Right. Or sure. someone comes to you because they know you do it and say, oh, yeah, great. And so it's in your social circle. So we had Dustin, we had one employee. And then when we came together, we very immediately knew that we needed two. And Dustin worked out, we, we wanted to hire more people. And so Dustin mm-hmm. worked out really well. And so we kind of did a similar thing. It, she didn't come to us, but it was Chelsea, uh, who you all, if you'd listen to the pod, you, you know Chelsea. Um, I had uh, actually, it was, I, I had talked with my uh, hairstylist. Mm-hmm. You That's know. right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a barber, you have a stylist. You're fancy like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I mean, you've seen, my head, you've, seen, you've seen my headshot. <laughs> I see. I'm looking at it right now in headphones. It's <laughs> yeah. not too pretty, but it works. <laughs> well, I don't have her on call. Okay. Fair enough. So I, you know, <clears throat> and I'm wearing headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I talked to, oh, hey, we're doing this, you know, we're merging with this company where we want to hire an admin. And she says, oh, there's this woman that I, I know. And she's amazing. And I was going to hire her to run the front desk at our, at the salon. And I just, I just you know, it's just not going to work out because it just, it doesn't, we just don't need the position. It's just like, there's that for their particular situation, it was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to work out nothing about the person. And she's like, well, and I think she has a photo background and have her, you know, can I have her call you or, you know, want her number? I'm like, yeah, totally. And so we talked to, so we met Chelsea and I think we met one other person and we actually interviewed her. You weren't, well, you weren't in on the interview process, were you? Well, I came to your place. We met her because it was during COVID. We met outside okay. on your patio. And right. It was kind of, you'd already talked to her and we yeah, looked at her resume cause, cause and we I were think, both sold on her already. Yeah, because we had, and then through another person, I had kind of put the word out among some people in my social circle that we were mm-hmm. looking for an admin. And then there was one other person who was suggested and we had some conversations with and who was great too, but it just didn't, wasn't quite the same. And so we'd made the decision then to hire Chelsea. So that really worked out. You came, you met Chelsea. I mean, and it was like home run. Obviously, you yeah. guys know Chelsea. She's, and this was before we even officially merged. Yeah, right? we started yeah. The it process. was like in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had we, like we've talked about. It's like we we had our first merger meeting like December fourth, and you know, yeah. um, so by by I think Chelsea's first day was like December twenty third or something. Um, 
And, and she was then, you know, at the, was working for two fish digital, but then we merged into a market and she was working for both of us, but that really worked out well. Best and, thing we and, ever did. Yeah. And we knew, um, we knew, uh, pretty quickly that that was going to work out well. Um, and then another opportunity came around because we mm-hmm. were also saying, well, we probably need to expand the team. We, you know, if we're going to do this, like, we probably need another photographer. And then right. someone came through you, right? Yeah. And it was especially cause you know, you were based in Ojai with Dustin and I was right. in Ventura and we're trying to build, which, Ventura, is about a, right? which is about a half an hour apart. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, 75% of our business is more in Ventura. Right. So yeah, like, we well, need more people down there. We need there. someone there. Yeah. And then there was, you know, a young guy who had been asking around, I guess, a few different realtors. He had a family friend who was a realtor. And he just called a few other agents and said, hey, I'm interested in shooting. Can I shoot a house for free or can I get into this? And I guess two or three different people mentioned my name. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, we're good. This is who I use. Maybe you want to check him right. out, see if he's got work for you. Right. So he ended up contacting me. I remember forwarding the email to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember still, I think one of the first emails I sent to you was, oh, this guy looks, you know, qualified and good. Yeah. But I'm like. I don't know. I'm just, I was still in that fearful, like, Oh, I don't want this guy to like, you know, we're going to train our competition mindset kind of thing. Right, right, right. No, that that was true. Yeah. So he kind of came to us through, I guess our, our existing client base. Yeah, absolutely. So it was again within our social circle. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we, what do we, we met with him once or I think we had a phone call or you had a phone call with him and then we Mm -hmm. met with him and it was like, Hey, this guy seems great. Takes all the boxes, had a, you know, the photo background, you know, knew had already done some, some photo shoots, you know, he had a part-time job at night. So he was available during the day and it just, you know, everything was on paper. It looked great. And yeah. 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 And so we hired him. Yeah. And then it didn't work out. Right. You know, ultimately so, it didn't, we had some no, good moments, but ultimately yeah, it was no, just like, not you know a bad what? guy or anything like that. It just, no. it just ultimately didn't work out. And, and I don't think we have to get too into the reasons why, but it was just, it was more of a, a reliability mm-hmm. issue. And just like, it was just to a point where, okay, he's going to go out on a shoot and then we're all braced for, okay, what's going to go wrong on this one? Yeah. You that's know? how it felt. And yeah. then we had Dustin, you had a, you know, we started hiring Marco and he had a few other people to kind of compare it to. And it was just like, this is just like not. Yeah. And you know, and if I think it was more death by a thousand paper cuts than any, Mm -hmm. than any one thing, but, but it just became clear at a certain point that this wasn't working out. And, um, so we let him go. So, 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 you know, when, and in a way it was a little harder because I think that one of the things that I knew is that, okay, this guy knows a lot of our clients Mm -hmm. and, and not from a like defensive, like, oh, he's going to steal our clients, but more of just like, oh, if we let this person go, are, is this going to piss off these five clients that we have who are, you know, family friends and everything else. And so that was the thing that actually gave me a bit of pause. Uh. Um, but it, that hasn't been the case at least as far as we know. No, everything's been fine as far as we know. And I don't know that he's still doing that or he's pursuing it by himself as far as like being competition to us. But yeah, not that I've heard of, but you know, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was hard because we're, you know, there's three or four of us, right that had to make that decision. It wasn't just yes. like you were just like, Oh, I'm done. Let's, let's yeah. just pull the plug. So, well, yeah. And I think, and that's the thing because of our, our management structure, you know, mm-hmm. there's a few other, there's me, Mark and Liz are basically, and I, you know, your wife doesn't really take that active of a role in the management, but, right. um, you know, she had her mind made up. Yeah. Long yeah. A long time ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. You told enough stories. She's like, Oh yeah, get rid of this guy. But right. you know, and so I think we all had to come to that, to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we did, um, but when you're that, when we were that small, right. When there was yeah. just a couple of shooters, like to me, just like 
making that decision and losing that person that has an impact on your yeah, capacity sure. and all that. I've got to shoot more. You have to shoot. So it was like, it was a, not an easy decision. So it, it really wasn't until we actually expanded the team more that then yeah. we felt like, okay, we can actually l- let him go and, mm-hmm. and, and that's going to work out better for us right. and for him too. Right. It wasn't, you know, he, we, he wasn't excelling in his role. It's not, it's not, there wasn't a lot of future in for him yeah. with us. So agree. So yeah, um, then we went from there, we kind of went outside our circles, right? We we're like, well, not yeah. that we'd exhausted it, but we're just like, well, let's try maybe a different channel for finding someone. We did. And, and I think that's going to be a great place to start the second half of the show mm-hmm. is that channel. Okay. The, the, the other channel. And so we're going to switch channels right now <laughs> <laughs> and go to, we'll do a little ad and then we're going to have our social media sidebar and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk a lot more about employees. Um, I, I feel like already I did, I, I'm just so interested in all the stuff that, you know, it's like bringing up so much stuff for me. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is, this is great. I think we have a lot more to talk about. And then we have some bangers. That's, that's a term people use <laughs> as action items today. I'm we're, a banger. What? No, no, I don't know. That's like for like a really good song. It's a banger, yeah, yeah. right? So totally. we're going to have banger action. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay, so big news in the Aereo world in the last week for us. Uh, Aereo has made us a app. Yeah, customized yeah. just to us, right? Yeah, for Brand Upmarket in. Media, absolutely. So we have Upmarket Media app, iOS only. I, <laughs> From what I understand, Android is soon to follow. But who cares? Why Come on, guys. Like Bring it out to oh, the yeah, masses. See, so, Come on. And what people might not, might not realize is Mark and I are dueling camps. He's Android. <laughs> PC and I'm, you know, Mac all the way. So, um, I've been using the app. It's great. It's, it's, uh, it's on the bare bones side, which I think is intentional. And I would rather have a more bare bones app that actually works rather than the, with a ton of bells and whistles that don't actually work. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to be very curious to see how, uh, like I'm I, like to be a hundred percent honest, I'm a hair skeptical, how many clients are actually going to use the app. But I feel like even if we can get 15 to 20% of clients using the app and they're really into it to have our name our app in their pocket at all times and they're mm-hmm. able to like they because you can order through the app you can uh you can download your photos you can pay through the app and yeah. all this great stuff so that's just one of the innovations that upmarket that upmarket is making that <laughs> through aereo that's one of the, the 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 uh the innovations that aereo is doing they're always working on their product it's so great what a great content management system we're doing online booking where people are paying invoices through there if you want to join the club if you want to get in on aereo which you should Go to Aereo.com, put in the code UPMARKET when you're checking out as a new user, and you're going to get 15 free bonus listings. People rate, review. You know we love those five-star ratings. Nice words and reviews. Oh, my God. They're music to our ears. If you do like the podcast, please do that. We That really keeps us going, not only, um, uh, you know, in our hearts, but it also really helps the bottom line of, of actual people finding the podcast and listening to it. So we really appreciate all your feedback. So if you do want to talk to us, you can DM us on our uh, social media platforms. We're a market pod on Facebook and Instagram. We are a market You can join our mailing list. I think you can listen to episodes there. I don't know. I'm not on there all the time. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. And then, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big one. 
And so what do we, so social media, we got to, Mark, I think let's have this conversation mm-hmm. let's on, have an on, on, on air. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and this is about social media. I feel like we're struggling a little bit with social media. Yeah. I hear you. I'm not, you know, just in terms of like, it's a little, st- like our Instagram is a little stale. We've been doing the house of the week. It's, I think that's good. So, cause mm-hmm. we, we really felt like we need to do more stories, less like native posts. Right. I yeah. think everyone's kind of on that train. Um, and so we've been really getting our kind of posts down to just like one or two a week. And we have mm-hmm. our house of the week, which we're kind of featuring you know, listening. I, I still think we should also feature like a more mid-level or the one we yeah. featured this week is a little more. Yeah, the one I shot was like 600 square feet. That's oh, pretty yeah. mid-level. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is still 900,000. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a mid-level. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but you just don't want to do the two, three, four million dollar listings all the time as the house of the week because yeah. that it's that, tempting, that, right? Oh, what's our showcase the, for the week? Let's like last week didn't up. we do the Johnny Cash house? We shot uh, uh, a couple we shot of weeks, the, yeah. Yeah, we shot the Johnny Cash uh, house, uh, the Johnny's old house um, in Casita Springs. Um, has been featured all over the place. That's and, man, it's making the rounds. It's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay house. And the, the the great thing, it was like in the Wall Street Journal and everything else. And mm-hmm. then the photo credit was Mark Corcoran, even though Reed Fish took I the know. photo. But you, you took know. the aerial shot, right? Yeah, that exactly. kept being featured. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though I don't shoot anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I know okay. we try to get the agents to shoot, you know, upmarket media, but yeah, you know, that works out. Doesn't didn't work. Um, okay. But our social media outside of the house of the week, I feel like we are struggling. It's hard, it's hard to find the content. And we were just talking about, you know, TikTok. I was just reading TikTok. Look, it's the most downloaded app in the world. It's mm-hmm. so popular. Everyone's using it, even in real estate. We're not really doing anything. I've never even downloaded the app. I mean, this is, a, I, I, and I feel like, you know, all joking aside, that's a problem, right? Like I, like neither of us are, we're not, I don't even think we're the demographic for it. I guess we are. If, yeah. if it's the most popular, Maybe we're, we're on the, the verge of it. Yeah. yeah. But how are we going to address that? I really do feel like we should be on TikTok. And, you know, how are we going to do that? Because you just said you just got a new phone. You haven't even downloaded TikTok yet. Right. And you and basically, de facto, you are kind of the social media manager for our company. Yeah, I guess that's my title. I guess I'm hey, doing a pretty crappy get, job. That's, that's how I'm going to intro you on every episode now. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and that's on top of, you know, shooting three, four or five houses a day and right. doing everything else that I do for the company. So it's kind of, right. And well, we've talked to Chelsea about taking it over and it's just, I don't know. We but just, I feel like you won't let go though. A little bit. That's part of yeah, it. No I offense. Think. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, busting you for it. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, not that who cares if I'm mad anyway, but, um, like, I feel like you, you were holding on a little hard to it. A little bit. I think I'm getting more and more into the mindset of like, yeah, I can let this go. Cause I think I know it can be done better. Right. And I feel like we're in kind of an envious position where all we do is create media. We, all we do is create content that can right. be put out on these platforms. Right. But if we don't have a strategy, if we don't have every Tuesday, we do this every Wednesday, we do this, we do this yeah. many posts, this many stories. If it's just like me in between shoots, if I have time or if I have a busy day, oh, I'll just post one up tomorrow instead. Yeah. Like that's not a strategy. Like, so no, we can do better. No. And I mean, you, you are doing a bunch of stories on Instagram. I mean, you're always, you know, I feel like there's one most days. Yeah. Most days we'll do a couple stories. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and that's great. And I think the one thing it would be hard for Chelsea to do because she's in the office all day. Mm-hmm. So she's not having access to that. There would just have to be, Oh, upload to the shared folder of, mm-hmm. of all this stuff. And, and then she could come up with for it. more but, like the behind the scenes or this is the yeah, house I'm shooting what, currently. And that's what Chelsea's yeah. always telling us is the behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind mm-hmm. the scenes. That's what everyone, that's the content everyone craves. I know she's dying to get my face on there for some reason. So I don't know if well, that's going to happen, but well, I think it should. 
I mean, that's kind of like we're trying to not be the face as much, well, right? Right, but, it's like, but then it should be you and it should be the employees as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it should be you know, our as long faces. As they to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like absolutely. I posted one last week because I was on a shoot with Marco and I shot mm-hmm. him oh, doing yeah, a gimbal tracking yeah. shot. And yeah. I'm like, you know, now we're trying to like throw out the names of our employees and give them a shout out and mm-hmm. just let people know that, hey, it's not just me out here doing all this. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I like let's revisit this on a social media sidebar in the future. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I want to see how this evolves for us. Cause I do think we have to really dial this in and think about it. And I think that, I think you need to let go. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just real. I'm talk. ready. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Real I'm honestly, talk. I'm ready. Yeah, like, real talk. Well, and that, and that shows because you mm-hmm. just, you do, you just doing such a crappy job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks yeah. man. I like the honesty. <laughs> It's like, no, what is he posting this crap? Yeah, like, no, and, and that's a joke. You're you're, you're actually not, but I but I do feel like I I, I know you're you know the heart's not in it. I know that it's just it's it's a drag, and mm-hmm. um and and look, I don't want to do it. Liz doesn't want to do it, right? You know, so we got Chelsea's Chelsea do crazy it. busy, and she can yeah, maybe not I mean, fit guess, it in, or maybe she can. Maybe I don't Nikki know. could do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we got to figure. And that's the thing is, we, we we let's let's poll the employees see if anyone is into it. You know, yeah. But good idea. I know, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, looking at their social media is no one really. Chelsea is the influencer of the. That's crowd. a good point. I mean, she has yeah. more. Fo- no, does she have more followers than? No, I think I Market Media has more followers than her. Mm-hmm. But hers is a lot. Chelsea sexier che- looking and a yeah, lot che- better. Chelsea Chels Froelich. Oh yeah, all the food she's posting. I may forget so it. Good. Yeah, yeah Chelsea Froelich. Chels underscore Froelich. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the ad that episode three the admin episode she, yeah she talks about so it. yeah it's i real. guess sorry chelsea i know mm-hmm. you're just sitting around with nothing to do but i guess yeah. you got something to do now yeah well i think but i think i actually think she likes it and i think mm-hmm. she feels like she'd be good i know she'd be good at it yeah so. oh for sure okay okay well, let's we'll reconvene love it okay second half coming up a lot more employee talk action items All right. So our first like three employees, we all found, we found all them all through our social circles. And so for the next round, we, I, I and I felt like it, 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 we did it because we, we felt like we'd exhausted the social circles. We had been asking around mm-hmm. and we, we knew we needed, a, we wanted another video person. We wanted another photographer to add to the team. And we were just kind of coming up empty. Yeah. We checked in with Dustin. We're like, Hey, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know anyone. It's right. Like, you know, we asked friends and mm-hmm. everyone else. And it was just, the, the pool. And we were also we, we, location. I mean, there were probably a few people in Ohio who were possibilities, but we don't really need more Ohio employees mm-hmm. because most of our business is at least a half an hour away from Ohio. So it's, you're going to, you're paying mileage and the time to drive and, and all that. So we weren't too keen on that. Um, so we went ahead and just posted a job yeah. posting, mm-hmm. I think on Indeed or whatever. Yeah. And That's like, I think the most we, common or the most yeah, popular. We, we did just the kind of, thing that you do if you're looking for an employee. Mm-hmm. And that was and, kind of actually interesting, right? Just that process. Cause it's yeah. like, well, what is the job description? It's not just asking someone, oh, do you shoot video? It's like, well, what is, you know, yeah, what are the so, roles, requirements, absolutely. Yeah. experience, all that stuff. So that yeah. was a, so we I had feel like a really good kind of valuable thing, just doing that, writing it out. Oh yeah. You write it out and you do, you, cause you think, well, what is this? What do you do in this job? Mm. And I mean, that's what are the expectations, right? I mean, I think if you're shooting, you kind of intrinsically know in your head, and you, and and I think you just assume everyone. Well, oh yeah, if you're a real estate photographer, oh, you know what they do, right? <laughs> well, not really. Yeah, I mean, you know. So, 
so we put out the job postings and I feel like we got, and, and, and this was probably, when was this, uh, that we were, we, we, it was at the beginning of 2022 is when we put these job postings mm-hmm. out. And so you kind of in a notoriously tight labor market, right? There, there was a moment with the kind of historically low unemployment. That's all you kept hearing about on the news. Yeah. Oh, there's no, no one wants to work. Everyone's out of the market. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No one wants to work. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> such BS. But anyway, um, the, uh, we got more applicants than I thought we were going to get. Yeah. I, it was I mean, pretty interesting that yeah. how they dripped in and we're like, Oh, it's another good one. Another good one. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, really when you come down to it, there were probably three or four that were even possibilities. And then the rest were, you know, and what did we get? I mean, you know, 20 applications yeah, maybe. I was going to say in between maybe 15, 20, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, hopefully we're going to get one or two. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we got 15 or 20 and you know, most of them are not, actual candidates that we would consider, uh, based on experience or, you, you know, you're getting people who live two and a half hours away yeah. applying or, or someone well, in another state. I'll relocate. I'll do yeah, you're like, not going to eh. relocate for this job. I guarantee you. So then we decided, okay, well we, we picked three or four that we liked and we, uh, had those, we, what did we do? We did like zoom interviews. So we did zoom. Yeah. Zoom was the rage, all the rage then. So yeah, yeah. we did a zoom interview and it was like, for me, that whole, just even that, initial process was like very interesting, right? Cause we asked mm-hmm. a couple very simple questions and I recommend doing this like to weed out people. So mm-hmm. you're not just looking at resumes and experience. You're asking right. them a couple simple questions. What were those? I don't remember. It was just like, make sure to include your resume and if possible, or if possible, include footage or any real estate related oh, uh-huh. content, basically just asking But this them. was not in the interview. This was, before. this was in the yeah. job posting. Right. Yeah. So were you getting, Basically, you're like, can people follow simple directions? Well, uh, which is a yeah. big part of well, it. Well, right? no, and in deciding who to interview too, that's another thing to talk about. It's like, how do you know who to interview? Well, it's mm-hmm. like you can look for relevant relevant experience, and but you can also look for, you know, how does their resume look? How does? And I know, you know, we went ahead and hired. Uh, ultimately, spoiler alert: we hired Marco, mm-hmm. and uh, as one of the employees, and one of the things that stood out from him immediately, uh, he had all this relevant experience, but he wrote a cover letter. Yeah. Hello. This is why I want to work with you. This is what I do. Like, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and I, and I swear like four people wrote cover letters and Mm -hmm. you're like, well, automatically you go to the top of the pile if you wrote a cover letter, because it just shows that you care and in, in where everyone else you're like, oh, they're just like pressing send. Yeah. We're just one of the masses of like, you know, 30 jobs they applied for that morning. Right. Yeah. And so, um, uh, and, and, and I think at that moment, like I knew Marco was probably the one at mm-hmm. that point, even before we ever talked to him. Um, but then we had the, we had the interviews, uh, the, the, the original you know, three or four people. I think we did yeah. over zoom. I think, yeah. With the zoom. Yeah. And you know, it was pretty clear after that. Yeah. Uh, I think who after the that, was. we both agreed, right? <laughs> we, 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 we try to be as official and laid out questions and what do you, where do you see yourself in yeah. five years? And well, no, and I think, and I actually stuff, think right? let, let, let's back up on that before we, you know, get to the end of that, but uh, of what do you talk about? What do you ask uh, mm-hmm. in, in those situations? And I think there's the obvious things, you know, you don't want to, t- you, you know, like you want to steer clear of many subjects, you know, religion, sex, right. politics, yeah. You know, what's your background? What's your family? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. yeah. And you want to be careful not to be asking, Oh, you, I don't, you don't even want to ask about kids. Cause you don't want to also then say, Oh, you plan on having more kids. You plan on exactly, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's just all these things you just really, you want to be very, very careful about the, the questions that you're asking. Um, but one of the things that, that we, 
you know, that, that it's, it, it's also a dialogue, right? Cause you want to, mm-hmm. not only are you asking questions that you're trying to get information about, but you're trying to give them information about you and because you want to make sure it's a mutual fit. And, and one of the big things that, that we were trying to stress is, um, telling a potential employee what it looks like in this job. If you are successful, mm-hmm. Exactly. this is, this is not only how you will feel, but this is, this is, this is the product that you will be putting out or the, these are mm-hmm. the, the tasks and goals that you will accomplish. You know, the, this is what it looks like when you're successful. Yeah. And we kind of laid out initially, like this is, you know, when you're successful, you'll be doing this and this, but up until that point, you're essentially in a training period, right? right? So we came up with a training rate and a training period that was not really right on a specific date, but it was just like at this point yeah, when we can, you know, well, and, whatever yeah, it was. and basically we said that, that, that to, to all these people, even before we hired, it's like, look, so how we do it is you'll be on a training rate and then you're going to come out and you're going to learn our processes. Mm-hmm. And then when you are able to go and do a shoot on your own and you are certified to fly a drone right, and can do a drone shoot on your own, then you will become an employee and you will mm-hmm. get, you'll get a bump in, in pay and you'll be out of the training period. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. felt pretty good. Cause that gave us an out, it gave them an out. And it was also this period to see, well, let's see, you know, how committed they are if they really want to put in the time to get their part 107 and exactly. do all these things. Right. Right. Well, and that was one of the issues with our employee that we had to let go is that it was like 10, 11 months later That's and right. they had not got the part 107 and it was just like, okay, you're still in your training rate. That's so, right. He yeah. never came out of that. That was another yeah. main reason. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Try to erase it. But it's yeah. Not. Yeah. And so, you know, it just becomes clear. So, Hey, you don't care about this job. So, mm-hmm. um, so we went through some interviews and we knew we really only had to meet with one person in person. Cause, yeah. cause I think uh, you do, I think want to talk to someone a couple times mm-hmm. before, before you hire them. Absolutely. And, uh, you definitely want to meet them in person. If yes, you're like, for sure. If yeah. you, if you can. And, and so we met Marco in person and it was still this, you know, it would just, it just affirmed all the stuff we thought mm-hmm. already. Um, and then we, we offered to have him come, come work with us. And one of the things that I really think is important about the way that we did this round of hires was that we really had an eye towards inclusion, mm-hmm. diversity, and equity, right? And because, and this is something that I talked about with um, Natalia Robert in the Road to PMRE episode that we did a few episodes ago, Road to PMRE number one. Um, I think it was in like late June or something. Um, because she's a part of the Grove studio. She's the head of the Grove studio, which is, uh, uh, which is about like kind of lifting up, empowering uh, female architectural photographer, interior photographers. Um, and we really had to talk about how, how and why you want to have diversity in your hiring. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think I want to stress that this is not like, Hey, there's a quota. We want to have a Hispanic person or we want to have a woman or we want right. to have LGBTQ. It's about making sure that when you are putting, um, when, when you're going to hire for your company that you bring everyone to the table that you want to have a, like a, a pool of applicants or a pool of people you're talking to that is much more reflective of the actual community that you yeah. live in. Like everyone has just, a chance to raise their hand, like, Oh, I'd like to try out for that job. Kind of yeah, thing, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so then you, you go ahead and hire who makes sense to hire and who is the best fit for the job, mm-hmm. but to give everyone a chance, I think, I think is important. And, and, and we really, um, we're, we're, that really felt good to me. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm a, like, you know, middle-aged cis white guy. And that's like, mm-hmm. I know that's, 
that's kind of my social circle. And so then you're, you're just going to find kind of people more like that. Yeah. And they and, look like you think like you, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, and, mm-hmm. and Natalia's point is that, Hey, if you are able to open that up to other people, then it brings in these diverse perspectives. And for us, what I really like about having Marco, who's Hispanic, and again, that's not why we hired him, but that we have a lot of Hispanic realtor clients. Yeah, and and, it, and it's a point of, it's not like, okay, we're, we're just going to send Marco on those shoots. It's more of mm-hmm. like, okay, well, Marco, you know, Marco has a range of experience that is shared with those that, that is potentially shared with, with a lot of those clients. So yeah, clients, homeowners, everything, it's just yeah. a bit more relatable or yeah. language barriers, all that stuff. It's just like easier. Right? Well, well, exactly. And so, and I think that, that if there is something that Marco sees out there that is like, Hey, maybe if we did this or did that, I mean, that's, it's a perspective that I value and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy we're able to have. And so far, I mean, it hasn't come up. I mean, you know, it's ultimately mm-hmm. how much does this stuff come up? But I think that, that you, you, you really lend yourself to being able to uh, service clients in a different way when you have a diverse set of backgrounds yeah. and now it's, our employee role, you know, payroll is like representative of where we live and who lives here. Which well, exactly. Good, right? and yeah. And then, and then we also, after that, you know, kind of who, and she saw the job posting a little bit later, but then mm-hmm. applied later, uh, we ended up hiring Nikki. And so it, we were really happy to have a woman shooter out there because so many times it's just the men, 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 yeah. men going out in, in this business. And even just the number of resumes or applications because like, man, where are all the female photographers, videographers? I know they're out there, but right. And so, and so we, Nikki kind of came after we had shut the listing down. I don't even Mm -hmm. know how she got the listing. And she just happened to also live in an area that we're kind of trying to cultivate more business in. And so it really ended up being a really nice fit for that. And she's also a great photographer, had a photo background, super personable. I mean, just really ticked so many boxes Mm -hmm. and, so we hired her and, and we had been actively like, Oh, we would love to have a woman shooter, but we just yeah. hadn't been able to hire one. No, we just hadn't found one or they hadn't applied or whatever. Right. And then she lived in that area and then she also did headshots and then she's a great editor and she just, man, she checked a ton of boxes yeah, for us and yeah. still does. Right. So, so I think that having an eye towards that in your hiring process, and again, it's not, you're, you're not hiring to fill that quota, but it, to, to have that be in your mind, I think is a, is a really, is a really important thing that I, I just want to make sure that we noted. Yeah. And it's valid you know, it's valuable for so many reasons, right? Oh, it also will help at the end of the day too. It helps the bottom line of your business. It'll help hundred percent helps us helps the business. So it's a win-win all around. Yeah, for sure. So, you hire these employees, they go through everything. And then, and then you have the task of managing your employees mm-hmm. and ultimately of making sure they're doing the job they're supposed to do. And then also keeping them happy. Yeah. Like how do you say you have a great employee, right? Everyone calls yeah. the good employees, the A players. Like how do you keep those A players? How do you keep them happy? And it's yeah. like this industry has a tendency to be very, repetitive, right? You're going out, it's a different house, but it's the same thing. You shoot, you edit, you deliver, right? It can get a bit repetitive and redundant. So how do you kind of help to combat that or right? It's just a challenge, I think. Oh, no, totally. And, and, you know, because real estate, even for us who I think, you know, we're able to charge more than a lot of people in, in kind of other markets, it's like, you can't charge that much and mm-hmm. relatively. And so then therefore you, you know, we're not paying people as much as I would like to be able to pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, there's just, isn't the money. And, and right. so it's not, we can't just say, okay, you get a hundred thousand a year. I mean, that's what I want to do, but right. we can't do that. Yeah. There's just not enough to spread around. Right. Right. So and, everyone gets spread too thin. Yeah, for sure. And so, so 
as much as we can talk about, Hey, Oh, we want to make this, this environment that is really great for our employees and they, all this, I mean, ultimately the more you can pay people, the happier they're going to be, I think in their job. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. but it also, you know, in terms of employee retention, you just have to make an environment where people feel valued mm-hmm. and where people feel uh, that they have room to grow. Right. Cause if you feel yeah. like it's a dead end job mm-hmm. and you're not valued, okay, maybe I make good money, but th- these other things aren't there, then you're not going to want to stay in that job. Yeah. And you know, part of what you've spoken about too before when we were separate is like the loneliness of it. Right. Right. And like being part of a team, we, I always, we always, you know, try to build that up and feel like they, we are a part of a team. We celebrate everyone's wins together. If we get great feedback, we're sure to share that with everyone on the team and just kind of, right. We're part of something a little bit bigger than ourselves, which I think is a nice environment to be in. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully we don't try to do all that corny, like team building that you see in like big corporations mm, that, trust feel, falls that, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> it just feels like, it just feels like just going through the motions, but yeah. you know, we, we do try to have, um, you know, a couple times a year we'll have get togethers with everybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think one of the other ways that you want to make sure that your employees are happy is that they feel empowered and, and we're trying to have, you know, kind of sit downs every maybe six months or so, mm-hmm. um, with, with our employees to have, um, I think, well, we're trying to institute that of where we sit down and just have a conversation and yeah. it's not, 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 not in the guise of like a, a performance review, mm-hmm. but more of like, Hey, what could, you know, what could we be doing better? What, yeah. you know, it's what, almost it, like a performance review of us, of the company, right. like from their point of view. And I've kind of, I've been right. thinking about this a lot more lately. Like I feel right. like we, we can definitely institute that and just have that informal check-in. It's like, you know, if you were us, what would you be doing differently with the company? How can we make your day-to-day mm-hmm. better within the constraints of what we do as a business? Right. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we, you know, we want to make things more efficient, easier mm-hmm. for them too. I mean, we want, yeah. you know, and I think because we're a small enough team that we've, I feel like we've done a fairly good job of meeting people with where they're at on their personal lives. Like, you know, some of our employees are married. Chelsea has, you know, her husband's all over the world. So we have given her mm-hmm. the flexibility to work from wherever she needs to work from, to be with family. <clears throat> Someone else right. has a part-time job. They need this day off or these hours off. So we try to kind of structure it individually to meet, kind sure. of meet people where they're at. Yeah. We try to be as flexible as we can mm-hmm. and yeah. like, you know, we're not denying time off requests. Right. It's like, we need you available at these. Uh, it's like, no, it's like, this is what you have available and we'll work that into our schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, we, I mean, we try to be cool bosses. Yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe we are. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're, well, I, we have an idea for an episode where we actually hear from our employees. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be a little harrowing, but I don't know if I actually want to hear about that. But Yeah. I think it'll be eye opening either way. I mean, I've, I feel for <laughs> me, it's like, so just going back to kind of the whole fear-based thing of hiring someone and it's like, well, why don't you get, well, let's get inside the head of our employees a little bit and feel yeah. like, what are they really looking <clears> for? And, you know, I, it'll be a little bit biased because they're going to be on the clock talking to their bosses, but I feel like there's still a lot of value that can come from that conversation. Okay. We'll do that episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If they want, I mean, we'll have to, you know, we're not going to force someone to come on the pay podcast. Them overtime or I mean, we, yeah, we, we force po- Chelsea to come on the podcast basically, but, mm-hmm. but I think she doesn't mind. I think, I, I think it's okay. Um, so yeah. And so then, and then when things aren't, um, when someone isn't performing a certain thing to the standards, the market media standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, you know, how, how are we dealing with that? I mean, I, I think, um, I think it's just 
gentle reminders or just? Yeah. I mean, I think looking back on our, you know, one experience where we let someone go is like definitely having the written kind Mm -hmm. of not necessarily formal, but just having a record of, of mishaps or this or whatever incidents happened that led you to that decision. You need to have some kind of record of that. Right. And we have our Slack, but you know, our Slack is not great for doing that anymore. So we need a better way to yeah. Well, I think, you know, you want to have, I mean, you want to have quote unquote a file, mm-hmm. right. For an yeah, employee. And, and so if they have, if there are things that are like, Hey, you know, basically, Hey, I got to write you up for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot I don't, of I don't even that, know what that means, but you know. <laughs> well, it just means you have a written record of you did this and yeah, right. I acknowledge that I did that and I'll try to do better or whatever. It's like just right. a written record of I right. screwed up and left the right. door unlocked. And yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and I think to get a write up, in our business, it has to be pretty egregious or, mm-hmm. and with us, I mean, cause we're, you know, we're chill, cool dudes. Um, like, you know, you really have to kind of mess up in order right. to get a write up. If you miss shooting, you know, the second bathroom in a fixer yeah. house, we're not going to write you. Uh, no, write. It's something no, like no. Dustin different. left an iPad on top of his car once Oof. and I didn't write him up. Oh, wow. Yeah. How lenient. Yeah. It was all right. It happens. Mm-hmm. It's an accident, right? It wasn't yeah, exactly. A, yeah, sorry to shout you out on that, Dustin, but no. <laughs> I mean, we've had people drop Matterport cameras on the tile floor before, right? Yeah, Leave well, doors they, unlocked on a house when they knew they locked them. Like, yeah, you know, st- stuff happens. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is you, and, and I think that's, for me, that's really the key to having like a good employee, you know, employer relationship is just be flexible. I mean, stuff happens. I mean, I'm not going to get mad over most stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not, it's like you left the iPad on top of the car. I mean, what it, it's just, it happens. Yeah. Or one of I our mean, shooters lost a trigger the other day and, Oh yeah, I lost that a few weeks ago, but I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, just oh. say, say something. Like, we want you to have the equipment that you need to do yeah, your job. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, I, maybe we can do a bit better to you and like, just having that open door, like, Hey, yeah. let us know what you need. Yeah. And, and I think at, at a certain point, I think people hopefully know, like, we're not going to get mad and it's not going to be, it's, it's no big deal. It's the, the whole thing we want to, we just, we would rather know mm-hmm. than not know. I mean, that's, that, that's yeah. the big thing. And, and I think even outside of um, having these check-ins with people, I think it is say thank you and mm-hmm. tell people that they're appreciated. Yeah. Like when you talk to them and, and I think, those little things I think go a long way and, 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 and whenever I'm saying those things, I, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a pure place, right? I'm not, this is, I'm not like, Oh, I want to say thank you to them so that they feel valued. It's more, mm-hmm. no, I'm actually very appreciative of them and I want to communicate to that to them. Okay. And so just having as clear of lines of communication as you can. And I think in the communication should not just be about the, the things that, we could improve. Right. Because we all, every shoot that I've done, there's something I can improve and every shoot that someone else does, I can go in and nitpick and I Mm -hmm. can, we could give notes on every little shoot, but I think it's really important to make sure that the good stuff is really said out loud. Even if it's from, you know, a client or a homeowner, we get feedback and to be sure to share that, but also just, you know, we're always reviewing what they're putting out and just letting them know, man, great job on this video. love how you did that. Love the music choice, love whatever, just a little, pieces that let them know, Hey, I'm doing my job. I'm meeting expectations. My boss is happy. And one of the other things, you know, just to kind of wrap this up, I think that you want to think about is you've created this good environment. You've created a clear lines of communication. You've created these things. And I also think that as time goes on, probably every year you should revisit the compensation that you give mm-hmm. your employees as well. Cause that, that's ultimately right. Why they're working for you. It's ultimately you know, what, why, you know, why we all work. Right. 
hopefully you have satisfactions outside of that, but, um, you need to make sure that their pay is keeping pace with, and especially obviously in the last six months or so inflation has been going crazy. Mm -hmm. So we, you, you always want to at least every year, probably revisit compensation and give raises when you can. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think you want to pay, my philosophy is you want to pay your employees as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then you also have other benefits of paid time off and things like that. Then can people can kind of, you know, your older employees can start earning those kind of benefits too. Yeah. And and I think I, I, in saying that, I'm sure any of our employees listening are like, okay, well, I, think you could probably pay me more. And it's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I, you know, and, and theoretically maybe we can, I don't know, but I think that every year we have to assess. And right now I think we're at the top of what we can pay people like Mm -hmm. that. That's, that's where we are, but hopefully as the year progresses, we're going to increase our business. We're going to increase it. And then hopefully there's more for everybody. And that, that, that's, that's the whole goal for everybody. But I, I do think it's important to make sure that you don't just kind of keep someone at the same pay rate for years and years and years and, and never talk about no. it. And, 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 and hopefully you don't, I want to be in a position where people aren't coming to us, asking us for raises. Yeah. I want to be ahead of that. I don't want to super that, awkward. And yeah. if they're that desperate or that, you know, pain yeah. to need that, then you don't want to feel like you're put in that position. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's been with you for a year two years and they're putting out the work and at that point, they're on autopilot yeah. and they're in a position to train someone new who comes in and they deserve more. They Yeah. And I think you just want to be proactive about it because I think that, you know, that feels good. Like if your boss all of a sudden just comes out of the blue and says, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. We should, you know, we need, we need to talk about compensation and we think you should be paid more. That's a better feeling than being like, oh, I, I guess I can. All right. I'm pretty nervous to ask for a raise. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. Or you're getting you know, pressure from your partner. Oh, why don't you ask your boss? And yeah, you're just in this yeah. weird place. And that, I'm sure that'll happen to us at some point, but I think mm-hmm. if we, if we can kind of, you know, head that off at the pass is a, is better. So yeah. something interesting too, I just want to say that oh, happened yes. to us recently, right? With mm-hmm. one of our employees who had a part-time job. Yes. So kind of part-time with us, part-time with someone else at another photography studio doing portraits and kind of more mm-hmm. in-house stuff. She kind of just pulled the trigger and was like, you know what? It just makes so much sense for me to come work for us up market media full time. Right. So I was like, well, that felt pretty good to me. Like we're doing yeah. something, whether it's just the work itself she enjoys, we're paying more right. with the benefits of maybe right. it's just my great personality. Or yeah, it could be. Reed's haircut. I, yeah, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Any of those things. Yeah. I just hope we have enough work to get her, you yeah. know, for a full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing is it was kind of dropped on us. Like, Oh, okay. Well, hopefully we have enough hours now that we're going into this lower part of the year that we can actually make that. Yeah. Oh, you a, mean now when the economy's tanking and there's yeah. no houses for lunch sale? I <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's almost c- like now the capacity, it like kind of lights a fire. Like, all right, well let's get out there and like, yeah, get, for get sure. The work, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, and that's the, the, when you have that capacity, when you have the employees, it does, it lights a fire. Hey, we got to mm-hmm. get more business. We got to pay these mm-hmm. people, you know, yeah. and, and, and not to put too fine a point on it, but look, it is a great response to have employees is a big responsibility. You are, mm-hmm. they are counting on you and your business yeah. for their livelihoods Yeah, and to I, eat, to pay the rent. Right. Yeah. It's like, geez. And I feel the weight of that. Right. It's like, I want to make sure that our business is successful, not only mm-hmm. for my family and for Mark's family, but for these other people who are, are, are counting on us. And, and it does become, it, it does put pressure on us mm-hmm. undoubtedly. And, you know, there's always that pressure. Are we, can we make payroll? Can we make payroll? Can we make payroll? Sure, and we, yeah. We've been all right to do that, but it's just extra fuel to the fire to want to grow the business mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that 
we are creating opportunity yeah, for our Then employees. we lift everyone up, right? Not yes. just ourselves. We yeah. lift ourselves higher than we ever could by ourselves. And then we're right. also lifting other people with yeah. us. Yeah. And it's people that we genuinely like and we generally, genuinely appreciate what they've given us and the talents that they bring to the business. And we want to make sure that they are not only fulfilled, but they're, we can, they can meet their financial goals mm-hmm. and that they can grow and, and be, be bigger, yeah. be a bigger part of our company. As and that's a bigger. big transition, right? If you're a solo shooter, you're focused on your business and suddenly you're like, uh, what do I know about being a boss? Am I a yeah. good boss? How do I be a good boss? Like I'm still kind of transitioning and, you know, 18 yeah. months in like figuring that out. Yeah. And it, that's scary at first. And I'm yeah. just getting, I guess, more and more comfortable not, over time. No, it is. It, it's scary and it's, it's okay. I think we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think part of the reason that we've been doing all right is we, when, when something is not going right, we take action. Yeah. And therefore that leads into some action items. Cause I think we need to take those <laughs> action items. Oh, right now. You're good. So, you're getting good. <laughs> so Mark, you, you mm-hmm. told me what you had one. Yeah. What was that? Nah, oh. I got one. Okay, good. I got one. I wanted to have something employee related, okay. but I, you know, didn't come up with it, but here's what I got. So if you're a solo shooter, you're working, you know, mm-hmm. like crazy, not enough time in the day. You feel like the one thing you don't have enough of is time. Yeah. But the one thing I find where you do have time is you're driving between shoots. You're at a shoot. You're doing yeah. a Matterport scan. That's kind mm-hmm. of the time that you have. Yeah. And a lot of you are probably doing this already, but you know, get in with audible, get on podcasts if you're looking to scale your business, they're, they're, they're listening to a podcast then, right now. Right. Yeah. But maybe they're so, shooting, maybe they're driving, listening to us. So once I, you uh-huh. burn through all of the upmarket media podcasts and you're yeah, looking for all, some other all, content, all 12. Oh, yeah. That could take a few shoots to get yeah, through. No, totally. But just keep in that mindset of growing your business, listen to books, listen to podcasts that are going to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Ah. So I used to, I don't, I'm not really huge on listening to other podcasts. I listen to a couple. Right. You just listen to ours more of like, you, yeah, I just kind of yeah. like Reed's voice to kind of when I go to sleep at night, <laughs> <laughs> like puts me, to, no, but I'm more of like an audio book uh, person. Okay. So uh-huh. I've always been on audible. Okay. But now I've switched over to something called headway, oh. which is like a book summary. app. Oh, so it takes right. a huge book that For would a busy take guy you, like you, you can't, two or three you weeks be, to get yeah, through. Yeah. Uh-huh. It crunches a book down into 20 minutes. Are these like fiction books or like non-fiction? It's all non-fiction. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So there's, you know. Oh, so the takeaway is from the business yeah. book. Of the and week. a lot yeah. of it is like, wait, I got to listen to that again because it's so much information. But to me, if I'm driving between a shoot, I can consume the main points of a book in 20 minutes. Wow. And it's pretty cool. And they have you hundreds make, and hundreds of titles. You make headway. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So that's, that's something I've kind of stumbled on recently is headway. There's another one called Blinkist, but it's just kind of a cool way to, to get content and stay in the mindset of growing your business and listening to stuff that's going to keep moving you forward. All right. Good one. Yeah. If I shot, I would do that. (laughs) Back in the day you did. Okay. I actually, I do have one that's employee related and I, I, and I'm going to say right up front that I've kind of, I, I, I saw this recently on social media and I'm cribbing it from Lauren Engel, uh, in LA. They've been, she's been doing it, uh, Arturo and Lauren, um, uh, on their Instagram. And I know cause she's recently expanded her team and I've had discussions with her that one of mm-hmm. the things that was, um, the, the, is like in the, we've talked about so much is that expectation that Mark or Reed is going to be out there to shoot. Right. Yeah. So a really simple thing you can do is when you're posting stuff to Instagram is say, Oh, this was, you know, Oh, beautifully shot by Marco. Mm-hmm. beautifully. And, and if you or I shot it, don't mention who the shooter is, but if it's <laughs> Nikki or Marco or Dustin, yeah. make sure it's mentioned that they were the ones who shot it. So that will, that, that is just one more little cue to people that they will, um, 
that they're going to get a good product when our yeah. other shooters come out there. No, I really like that. It's, it's subtle, but it's it kind of yeah. So we it home. so we started instituting mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, you know, I think just a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just now our house of the week thing. We go back to the social media sidebar. Mm-hmm. Is like we got to choose ones that you, you didn't shoot. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's then that's why we got to do more of the mid level houses because you're still shooting all the luxury. Mm-hmm. Ones. Well, that's why Chelsea needs to do it, and I'm just going to retire. <laughs> yeah, they're okay, perfect. That I love it. Yeah, retirement. We're just going to like have retirement and drink some beers and it's yeah. going to be great. Pina Colada's on the beach, man. Sounds fine to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody for listening. We so appreciate it and uh, hope uh, everything's going well for you and hit us up on some DMS. If you guys have questions or yeah. ideas for episodes or any yeah, other, we love the feedback on social media. Yeah. Even if it's not pretty, just send it. We yeah, want to hear it, it, but privately if it's not pretty, <laughs> thank you. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.